Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're black, we're back, we're brown. <laughs> Hi, Mandy. What's up, Tiff? A little shaky on the dismount there. I know, I was, I was like, wait, what's my order? What's my line? Line? <laughs> are we black? Are we back? Which one comes first? I know, I don't know. And usually, I, you know, I got it. It's okay. We're, we're in here. We're in cheer. How have you been? I've been great. You know, making, making moves per use, trying to wake up from the Super Bowl. Um, I'm still like half asleep because it was the boringest event in all of history. But, you know, it's nice to have snacks. <laughs> I didn't even honestly, I spent the day at like my parents' house helping. Um, well, Superman put all the stuff together. You know, your parents say, can you come fix this one thing? Three hours later, the whole house is done. <laughs> and this <laughs> so is why I moved states because <laughs> no, this know. is my brother is the one that my dad calls. Yeah, uh, I just like, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, he didn't mind, which is nice, you know, but still, I was like, I told my mom, I'm like, just the door, mommy, just the door. She looked <laughs> at me like, girl, bye. I'm not even speaking to you. You don't even do anything. I'm speaking to your husband. <laughs> so, he said he loves it. He His mom passed away um, when his 20s. So, he's like, you know, your parents are my parents. So, I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. Isn't that great when, like, your husband's nicer than you are? You're like, I know, because I was sure, like, she'll just get this door done and have to wait. <laughs> I was like, mm. If you say so. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. But I'm super excited. If, speaking about good men, I'm excited because we've got an awesome guest today. Correct, though? Yeah, I've actually, you. we've both kind of known Ash Cash, the man, the myth, the legend. Going on <laughs> a few years now, when did you first meet Ash? What's your Ash story? You know, I don't even remember. You know, I feel like I've always known Ash. You know what I mean? You know how you just like, <laughs> I can never not remember. Honestly, I'm like, well, Ash, if you remember our, like, I don't, honestly, I don't know if it was FinCon Ah, before you don't remember it was. Uh, I remember. I remember this. I remember it was. Uh, whew, what year was this? It had to be. Who? Two thousand. I forget what year it was. Oh, great! You're both bad at you know memory. But but it was a <laughs> it was a credential event. Wow, you have a great memory. She does yeah. not remember the little people. <laughs> you said you FinCon. Did. FinCon was like, was I know. like last year. No, I'm but... the worst. I'm the worst. Meanwhile, I wasn't even at FinCon last year. But yeah. anyway, if you don't know who we're speaking to and of, Ash Cash is a personal finance expert. He's a speaker, radio, TV. Um but honestly, he's like really like my brother from another mother. Um, he is super inspiring. He was in the banking industry for about a decade, worked his way up from a teller 
to a um, manager and then uh, was a CEO. What is it when you're when you basically run a credit union? President yeah, CEO. Yeah, I was the CEO of a credit union. Yeah. Incredible, you know, incredible. Um, and just recently he, so just like me, I, well, I ended up losing my home during the great recession and Ash was on the verge of that. Um, but there was a program he used that helped him save his home. And recently he sold that home for a huge windfall. So that's what we've been to talk about today. Yes. Um, so we're just really happy to have him. You, you'll, you'll know him. His tagline is mind, right, money, right. Or mind, right, life, right. I mean, but mind, right. is kind of like how it's like my live richer. So thank you for yes. joining us. No, nah, thank you so much for having me I, You, You know, when we always connect, it's always great energy. Yes. Um, and, and Mandy has been on, on my radio show and she has great energy. So oh, I, you cheat her. Mandy. Yeah. When yeah. you on the show? I didn't know that. First of all, you knew that. Um, I think we were supposed to be on it together, but whatever. Yep, uh, yep. We won't go into your bad memories. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything, but it was supposed <laughs> Tiff was supposed to be on it as well. I, but I thought it was they, supposed they to be both of us. last minute, so Mandy held it down, you know, but it's all good. Let me dial it back, then. Let me dial it back. We're here, we're here to mend fences. We're not trying to dig up. Let's focus on the, yes. the man himself. So, Ash, I mean... Yeah. I think you have so much going on. I mean, Tiff didn't even mention the fact that how many books have you written? Seven? Ooh, Ten? Uh, seven books. Yep. Seven. I'm, at, I'm at number seven now. Well, forget all that for a second because beyond your financial expertise, I'm just mostly interested in your personal story and your real estate experience. So take us back to when you and your wife first decided to buy a home. It was in New York, right? In the Bronx? Yep, it was uh, New York in the Bronx, the uh, Wakefield area. Uh, whew, we, were, we were young, so it's, it's funny uh, because my wife and I have been together for 15 years, married for 11. Um, and when we first met, uh, you know, we, we met at work, actually. So so my, you know, I, work, uh, I worked at Chase. Uh, I was a banker at the time. She was a teller. Um, and we, and we, you know, we met, we dated for about, I mean, we, we knew each other for about two years before we started dating. Um, and so as we started to date, uh, we were thinking about, I want to say we were together like four or five years or four years um, and then uh, we had the news that we were going to have my, my daughter. Um, and so at the time, you know, we had planned this big wedding. We were going to go to uh, we we're going to have a destination wedding. We were going to get married in Jamaica and all this stuff. And my wife, you know, flash out to her uh, being financially savvy, said, you know, why are we going to spend all of this money to entertain other people? You know, and she, she jokingly said, you know what, how about we just take all this money that we were going to pay for this wedding, let's buy a house, and if we last 10 years, then we'll have the wedding after the 10 years. And, you know, I said, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And so we, like, literally, uh, we were, we were tw she was 24, I was 25, uh, we bought our first home, um, and we, you know, we, we bought the house in the Bronx, uh, Wakefield uh, area. Uh, you know, again, I was, I was already a banker. I was already in banking. And so financially that just made sense for me. Um, and instead of buying a home that was just a single parent, a single family home, we, we bought a, a two family home, you know, thinking that we can either, you know, rent it out or, um, you know, have, you know, maybe, you know, you know, at the time, um, her mother lived in the Bronx. So we were thinking about maybe, you know, having, her, you know, my, uh, my mother-in-law live with us so that she could help take care of the, the baby. And so that's what, that's what we wound up doing. And so we bought the home, um, I want to say 2007, um, and good timing. Good timing. Yep, Seems yep, like yep, a good the, way to spend money then. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And, and at the height though, right? So this is right when, you know, you know, the real estate bubble, you know, you know, everything was pricey. 
Um, and so, you know, we bought the house then. Um, How much was then, it? Uh, it was four twenty-five at the time. Okay. So four hundred twenty-five thousand uh, dollars for a two-family home uh, in the Bronx. And uh, man, two two thousand and eight hit <laughs> uh, two thousand and nine, and we lost a lot of uh, you know we lost a, a, a lot of value in the home. Um, like literally, you know, the house was worth you know four twenty five when we bought it. By two thousand and nine, two years later, the house was worth about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And you had taken out a mortgage. So how much mortgage did you have at the time? So at the time, so we uh, we took out we used the FHA loan, um, and so we had put down, um, you know, the, the I want to say like ten percent, or, or maybe less than that. We I want to say we put a, put a, put down about twenty thousand, which is less than ten percent, right? So we put we put down a lot, about like twenty uh, twenty thousand. So you know our mortgage was was around like four hundred, you know, four hundred thousand, four four oh seven, some somewhere along those lines. I don't remember mm. exactly the numbers, but it was it was four hundred and some change is what our mortgage was. Right. Um, and you know, and so so each you know each month we were we were paying a a hefty penny. I, you know, I want to say um, close to twenty five hundred dollars, if I if I'm not mistaken, was our was our mortgage. And yet, your house is worth like 150k less than that. Than what we, yep. Than what we were paying. Yep. Do you remember what your interest rate was back then that you locked in? Um. So luckily, I want to say that I had I was working at the bank. Um. So I was uh, at the time that we bought the house. I was a private banker working at a a Bank of America, and so I want to say it was. It might have been like five, six percent, something like that. So somewhere along those lines, like five, six percent. Yeah. So what happened? I mean, what was the worst? What was like the bottom for you guys when you realized what in what terrible shape you were? And then how did you bounce back? What did you Man. do? So so huh, so uh, so right around I want to say 2009. So I'm still working at the bank. You know, we lose all this value in the home, but you know, everything is all good. We, you know, we, we, we still sort of like budget, you know, budgeted for, um, to make the monthly payments. So we were still making the payments. Everything was all good. Uh, right around 2009, um, I wrote my first book, mind, right, money, right. 10 laws of financial freedom. Um, and at the time I just kind of had this bug for entrepreneurship. Um, and so just kind of take it back a little bit, you know, I grew up in a single parent home, uh, you know, grew up in the projects in Harlem, St. Nicholas projects. And so I didn't really have any role models, anybody in business that could teach me and I no mentors, anything like that. Um, and so when I, I had, you know, I knew I had a passion uh, to teach about to teach money, and so, you know, I, you know, I wrote this book. Uh, I started doing speaking engagements, was traveling, was making some money, and so I decided to take a leap of faith and just leave my uh, my, my my bank position, and I was making six figures at the time, uh, managing a branch. Um, and I, you know, decided to to jump out the window. I said, you know, I I, I I'm passionate. Wait, what? About <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, jumped out the window. I was, uh, you know, I, I just not literally. No, 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 no. That was that's a figuratively speaking, you know, because that I, was I, happening. I, said, I mean, it was it was troubling times. Yeah, it was right. troubling times. Right. But but think about this, though. Even during that troubling time, I I quit my job. Right. I got, like I said, you know what? I have this passion for financial education. And so, you know, I want to tour. I, you know, I was getting uh, good publicity. I was on, you know, Black Enterprise, Hot 97. I was doing a lot of interviews. And so at the time, I thought fame equals money. I said, whoa, you know, pe- people know me now. And so, 
you know, I'm going to make money now. Right. And so I just prematurely decided to quit my job. Um, and once I did that, um, I was making some money as an entrepreneur, but I wasn't making enough to manage everything. Uh, it wasn't making enough to manage my bills, none of that stuff. Um, and so, you know, uh, things started to catch up and, you know, I, I we couldn't afford the mortgage anymore. Um, and so, you know, I, I, like I literally remember uh, it was like 2010, 2011 ish. Uh, in fact, if you if, if you look at my Facebook page, you will see that I threw myself a retirement party oh in 2010 <laughs> because I retired from banking. <laughs> I was like, I'm retiring from banking. I'm going to start this new career. I was just I was just about to turn 30. So 2010, uh, November 2010 was my 30th birthday. Uh, and, and, and so I threw myself a retirement party, a 30th uh, birthday retirement party. That's how full of myself <laughs> the universe was just like mm, we about to show yeah. <laughs> yes like we finna yeah. show you at exactly. oh and you know we're the same we're the same age i didn't realize that but go ahead yeah yeah you know universe was like wait hold on hold on watch 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 let me show let me show this guy right um and so yeah shortly after i want to say you know uh uh not short but maybe like six six or seven months afterwards um, I started to realize that I wasn't making as much money as an entrepreneur as I as I was in my nine to five. Um, I didn't plan, um, you know, I didn't plan accordingly. Uh, my mother-in-law was staying with us at the time. And so, you know, when everything was going on, um, you know, we had to make a decision. Right. We we had this mortgage um, that we couldn't afford. The home was wasn't worth what, what we were paying. Um, and so we, we were missing out on payments. They were going to, you know, put the house on foreclosure. Um, and so we, we did a, you know, we contacted the bank and we did what, what's called a deed in lieu of foreclosure where we put the, the home up, um, for short sale. Um, and so that, that way, if someone buys a home, then we wouldn't, um, you know, we wouldn't have to have, you know, anybody knocking on our door and, you know, come, come in to take the house. Um, and the most embarrassing part of it was that I was still the hottest I ever was though, right? My book was still selling. I was still on radio, I was still on television. I was still doing all this stuff, but you know, you know, in, 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 in real life, you know, I'm struggling about to lose my home. My neighbors are coming up to me like, Ash, what's going on? Why are you selling the house? And what's, you know, and so it was like, not only the worst time, that I had, but also the most embarrassing, but the most humbling, you know, and I'm happy it happened because if you fast forward, um, during that time, I, you know, I kind of like, I ate humble pie, said, you know what, I need to go back to work. And so, you know, good thing I had a great resume still. Um, and so, you know, I decided that, you know, why struggle, right? Why, uh, struggle unnecessarily, uh, decided to go back to work. And so I, you know, got a, got a, a branch manager position at Citibank, uh, managing one of their branches in Harlem, um, was making good money again. Um, and so, you know, now I'm, I'm living right. Like now we could afford the mortgage. Um, but at the time, uh, you know, fast shot the president Obama had the uh, making home affordable uh, program. Um, and so we, you know, we, we're, we're in short, short sale, we qualify. Um, and so we apply for it. Um, and what, what, what essentially what it did was anybody who had a mortgage that was underwater, uh, they would, they would, uh, if you qualify, they would recalibrate the loan so that you would uh, now uh, they would forgive you for the excess amount, right? And so, you know, at the time, let's say, you know, my mortgage was four hundred and seven thousand. Um, got got rid of the the excess, you know, one fifty. Um, uh, and so now, you know, my mortgage is now two hundred and fifty thousand. Um, and so, 
you know, you know, now I have a job, you know, you know, making making money again. And so my mortgage payment went to, went from close to three thousand uh, dollars to now like twelve hundred dollars or eleven hundred something somewhere along those lines. Um, and and the great thing that happened with that was we had a two family house and, you know, my mother in law was staying with us. And so now once we went through the whole uh, short sale process, she decided to move out. And so we also, you know, now when the when the home was uh was 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 refinanced or, or when they when they redid the loan we're now paying a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan plus we have an apartment downstairs that we could rent out um and so it was a, a double blessing right so now we were able to save the home uh we could afford the mortgage but now we found a tenant someone to live in the home and they were they were paying us eleven hundred dollars in rent um and so you know this this curse right this thing that was almost the worst thing that could have ever happened to us wound up being a blessing because our, you know, out of pocket expense for the mortgage was less than a hundred dollars, a hundred, two hundred dollars. And that was it. And so the money that we would have spent on, uh, or we would have used on the mortgage, we're now able to save and start to rebuild our, uh, our account. I mean, that's the key difference. The fact that you guys yeah. had invested in a two family home. So you had the mm -hmm. ability to rent it because like at the same time, home values were dropping, demand for rent was going up. So shout out, let's pour one out for the, uh, the home yes. affordable modification plan, which was the program you guys took advantage of. It's no longer offered, but let's pour one out for it. Um, thank God you guys took advantage of it when you did, because that was, you know, a huge game changer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it was it was it was like, a you know, at first we were like, man, this is too good to be true. Uh, but no, we, we accepted the blessing. You know, it, you know, I ate my humble pie, learned from it. Um, and it really made me appreciate or, or, or that's what opened my eyes um, to, you know, residual income and, and, and having your money work for you. Because, you know, again, you know, having that, I mean, it wasn't really foresight, but, you know, for us, it was more about, you know, babysitting. We were like, all right, let's get this two family house. So, you know, mother-in-law could stay with us, could help us out when we need, you know, when, when, when we need babysitting. Uh, but it actually wound up, you know, helping us, uh, because that, that extra, that extra apartment, you know, allowed us to, to create a source of, a, a source of income. And so now we weren't only relying on our physical labor, but we were actually relying on, you know, you know, uh, uh, residual income through, through rental payments. Wow. That's awesome. It's a way to turn something that could have been like the worst possible thing into something that ended up being like a, a positive change for you and your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say you've dodged this bullet. You've saved your home. You guys are in good shape. You have rent, you have rental income coming in your mortgage, you know, your share of the mortgage is shrinking. You're back to launching your own business. Um, can you talk about sort of the the years following the loan modification when you were getting back on your feet? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so you know, through you know, after that happened again, it, you know, I, you know, a couple of things happened. Right, first, I realized that the reason why um, I needed to humble myself was because I was making it about me. Uh, when, when, when I, when I came, when I started to, to my journey of, of personal finance and teaching about ed financial education, it felt good helping people, helping people manage their money, helping people learn how to, uh, you know, be better stewards of their money and change their mindset. Um, and, but, but the moment where I started getting a little notoriety, getting a little fame, I started making it about me. And that's mm -hmm. when, you know, the rug got pulled over from under my legs. Um, but now I realized my second go round, it was like, you know what, this is not about you. 
you, you know, now that you have this new added, you know, humbleness, but this, this story, this, uh, this, this obstacle that you overcame now, now you're able to use that, um, to help people even further and full disclosure, Tiffany, you know, this already, but I'll, but I'll say it again. Um, you know, it was actually Tiffany who gave me the courage to, to even have a conversation about, about this because for a long time when I was, you know, I, you know, I, I never spoke about it. You know, we're still remember. doing my speak, speaking engagements. I was still going out there, you know, not pretending that everything was okay, but I just was omitting the fact that I, you know, that I understood where people were coming from with, from a foreclosure perspective. And I remember one time just, you know, listening to Tiffany, um, you know, on, on a, on a, on a video chat and she started, you know, talking about how she was going through foreclosure and, you know, lost her home. And I was like, wait, I'm like, I remember you hit me up. You were like, like Oh, yeah. I was like, yo, you the budget nista. Like, how you out here <laughs> spilling all the tea, you know? Um, but but I but I realized, you know, that transparency was what what uh, is what made people and continues to make people fall in love with her and her message. Um, and so from that point on, I was like, you know what, I'm actually going to be more transparent. Uh, and, and, and the honest truth was the moment I started to add that as part of my story, um, it now sort of like, you know, broke down a wall, right? Because before I was going in there as, you know, the guy who, you know, grew up in the hood and, you know, start worked in banking and became a successful banker. And that was the end of the story. And now I'm teaching you how to change, you know, how to get out of your circumstance. But, you know, now the story sh shifted from this guy who grew up in the hood, became a successful banker, and then you know, ru ruined his credit, ruined his, uh, you know, ruined his, his, almost ruined his life, financial life, uh, by you know, by by not ha making the right decisions, and so started sharing that story. Um, you know, now that you know we have the extra income, uh, you know, from not having to pay a mortgage, you know, we're saving more, we're investing more, uh, we're you know, we're, we're buying other properties, right? And so now we are realizing the the power of real estate, and so we, you know, we're buying, you know, uh, uh, um you know, income producing properties. Um, you know, my, my business is, is flourishing. Um, I'm writing books. And so by that time, so 2009, I wrote my first book by 2013. I want to say I had three books, uh, which is, uh, you know, I had Taylor's way, which is a, a book I wrote with my daughter, life lessons uh, learned through the eyes of a three-year-old. But then I wrote, um, what the FICO, which was one of my, my which is still one of my best selling books, uh, what the FICO 12 steps to repairing your credit. Um, and so from there, my business just started to, to take off in such a way where, you know, I have income coming from our primary residence because we're, we're renting that out. Uh, we had one more, you know, one other property that was a co-op, uh, that we're getting income from. Uh, we have, you know, my wife and I, um, you know, have that, uh, we had our, uh, you know, my books were, were making money. I was traveling from a speaking, you know, make, making steady income from speaking. Um, and so I decided to, to take another leap, um, and, and decided, you know, after the credit union, um, you know, it, it was a great opportunity. I, I was, I want to say one of the youngest CEOs of a federally chartered bank at the time. Uh, I was 32, yeah, 32 at the time. Uh, but after that, I decided to, to, to jump out the window again, not literally, but, you know, uh, take a leap of faith um, and started the, started my business. And then, you know, now it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it worked, it was more steady. Right. One of the things I want to point out for, for, for everybody, for the listeners um, is that I believe that the second time around, 
the reason why it was more successful, I, I was more successful as an entrepreneur, uh, was because I took care of the basics. Um, you know, the first time around, I was, you know, I jumped with a leap and a, a prayer, right? I didn't, I didn't really properly pl plan. Um, I didn't have enough money saved up uh, to take care of my, you know, my, 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 my basic necessities. And so not being able to take care of the basic necessities had me, uh, you know, had me worrying and, and that space in my mind to, uh, I, I didn't have enough space to flourish. I didn't have enough space to be an entrepreneur, uh, and, 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 and fully develop my business the way I want to, because I was worrying about the basics, uh, this time around, you know, I had the basics covered, right. My, my shelter food, you know, I knew how my daughter was going to go to school, you know, all the basics were, were, were covered. Um, and so now when I, when I decided to become an entrepreneur, um, it, it freed up so much space in my mind, right? And that's why I always talk about mind right, money right, mind right, life right. If your mind is right, it, it allows you to do other things. Um, and so, yeah, I you know was 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 able to uh, become a full time entrepreneur, and you know have been been on that journey ever since. Well, let's take a quick break, and then I want to come back and hear about how one day you had a fateful knock on the door of the house that you saved from foreclosure and decided to sell. We'll take a quick break and come back with Ash Cash. This is the part that's really fascinating because it sounds very Oprah-esque. I don't know if you know, but my auntie Oprah, um, when she bought her ranch in Montecito, is it California? Um, she, that house was not for sale. Oprah was like, yeah, cute, but I want it. And so she knocked on the family's door, or I'm sure her representatives did, and said, Oprah wants to buy your house. And they were, of course, like, Yes, um, because, you know, she made them an offer that, that they could not refuse. And that happened to you. It was not Oprah, mm. but it was someone who was willing to pay you a good amount of money. Tell us about that day. Man, so... You know the 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 house continues to be continues to be a blessing. Uh, you know, one day, you know, I'm I'm getting my, my my daughter, you know, ready for school, um, and we're on our way out, and there's this guy, you know, going door to door, knocking on people's door, um, and he's you know just introducing himself. And so as I'm about to leave the house, I see him. He's walking up to me, um, and so now you know I you know we 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 make eye contact, and the first thing it's funny, the first thing I I, I saw was his suit. Right, he had a nice suit on. It was, you know, nice and polished. And I was like, hey, that's a nice suit, brother. And he was like, you know, thank you. And I automatically thought that he was a um, a politician, right? Because, you know, in my neighborhood, it's a, you know, it was a middle class neighborhood. A lot of, you know, a lot of politicians come over around election time to introduce themselves and, you know, ask us, you know, how things are going and, you know, wanting our votes and stuff. Um, and so, you know, the gentleman uh, said to me, he said, hey, uh, if I can get you top dollar for your home, would you sell? And, you know, I, I looked and I was like, nah, you know, we had no intention of selling, no intentions of moving. Um, and so we, we, you know, I, you know, I, I politely declined. It was like, nah, you know, we're not thinking about, you know, selling anything like that. He gave me his card. He said, if you ever, you know, if you know anybody who's selling or anything like that, uh, you know, definitely give me a call. I was like, perfect. We'll do drop my, my daughter off to school, came back home. 
uh, bumped, you know, saw my wife and I said, hey, baby, let me, you know, this guy just walked up. Um, he gave us this card. He asked, you know, if, if, if we were interested in selling a home. And so we both looked at each other and we were like, you know what? The house next door was on, you know, was was on sale. Um, I want to say nine, ten months, um, and it never sold. Like people would go in there, people would look at the house, but it never sold, never sold. Um, and we were like, man, this house is just priced too high. I'm like, there's there's no way, you know, that they're gonna sell the house for what what they wanted because it was, you know, it was also a two family, but they didn't have an attic like we had an attic, right? Mm-hmm. And so they only had, you know, like two bedrooms downstairs. We had just put a, you know, put some money into the house. We had an attic, and because my son was just born, my son is three now, uh, but he was, you know, he was uh, when he was like one years old. We were like, you know what, we need to start, uh, you know, making more room. And so we took the attic and we redid the whole attic. We put about thirty thousand dollars into the home. Uh, we we created two new bedrooms upstairs. Uh, we we created a, a, you know, we we created it into a duplex, right? So it went from being a two-family home with a, a two-bedroom, one bath upstairs, and a one-bedroom, one bath downstairs. And now we upgraded to a four-bedroom, one bath. And so my wife and I said, you know what? We should just put this house on the market to see what happens, to see how much um, you know we'll get offered for it, especially with this new addition that we made. So we put the house, uh, you know, you know, on 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 the market, and didn't really think anything was going to happen. Uh, within six days. We got an offer for exactly what we were looking looking for, and j- just to kind of you know uh, you know give you give you perspective was that we uh, you know the house was 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 uh, you know uh, modified for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but throughout the years our equity started to increase now, and so now the house was worth you know in in the four hundred range, and then now because we added that addition, we said you know what we're gonna sell the house for four forty. And then six days later, we got an offer for six, for for four hundred and forty thousand, exactly, you know what we asked for, um, and it, it was a blessing, right? Because when you think about it, you know we had the loan modification, and so now the house was underwater, and then now we were we were made right, but now you know we're at a space where we're looking at you know coming up with with you know a six figure check to sell to sell this home, pay off our mortgage. And, you know, figure out what we want to do if we decided to move. Um, and then my wife, you know, my wife has family in the South, has always talked about, you know, you know, moving down South. Um, and so we said, you know what, maybe we should we should kind of take a look at this. Maybe we should take this seriously. Um, and we decided to take a trip down to, you know, there's two options. We were either going to, you know, go to Atlanta or uh, Charlotte. And, you know, you know, one of the great things about uh, being an entrepreneur and, and being at this space of my life uh, was that, I, you know, it, it didn't really matter, you know, where I lived uh, because majority of my income was either from, um, you know, working remotely, doing, you know, writing articles, things of that nature. Um, but then also I travel a lot, you know, going, th- you know, traveling throughout the country. You know, I mainly speak at colleges, uh, teaching financial education. And so it didn't really matter, you know, where I lived. Uh, and my, my wife is an HR consultant. So she was working from home as well. And so we were like, why are we paying all this money in New York when we don't have to be here? Uh, long story short, we went to Atlanta, um, you know, spent a week there, was looking at the uh, the amount of, 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 of square footage we can get. Uh, for less than what the house, you know, what we were paying in New York. 
Um, and it was sort of like a no-brainer, so we decided to uh, make the move. Not nothing planned. Uh, we literally we sold the house in so so so. Let me tell you the timeline. We sold the house uh, September twelfth, right? So September twelfth, we sold the house. September thirteenth, we're on the road down to uh, Atlanta. Uh, it was a 13-hour trip. We stopped one time, so we got down there uh, September 14th. We stayed in the Airbnb as we were looking for different homes. We closed on a new home in October, so a month later we, we wow. closed on a new home, uh, and now we're we're, we're living uh we're living we're living the good life. I was gonna <laughs> say that ain't so back and forth with you. <laughs> oh man! But he's yes. still very humble. Universe, don't don't. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes, universe. <laughs> yes, universe. My, you know, you know, please, right? The, the, the work. You know, I do put the people first. You know, I still put the people first. Uh, but yeah, but but yeah, no, definitely living living a great a great life in the in in, in the south. Yeah, that's awesome. Had you like? Did you you didn't have any family down there? No, no family. Um, you know, I I had you know some connections. You know, from the work I've done. Um, you know, you know, you can see your stats, and so Atlanta was my second. Um, so New York, you know, obviously was my biggest market, but, but Atlanta was the second biggest market mm. uh, as far as like followers and people who purchase, you know, who support my business. Um, and so that was one of the reasons why I wasn't reluctant. I was like, ah, you know what, I'll, you know, I'll figure it out, you know, and, and I, and I knew, you know, uh, you know, Atlanta's the, the real, the real Wakanda <laughs> of the United <laughs> States. Right. So like a lot of people, um, you know, a, a lot of black and brown people are, are, um, you know, are thriving in Atlanta. Uh, they work together and, you know, they work together. It's, it's, it's a lot of love. Um, and so that was one of the reasons I said, you know what, let, you know, it's, I'm willing to make that move. Um, and, and, and so far it's been working out. Well, say hey to my hometown for me. Hey, yeah. When I, when I found out that you were from the South, Man, and, 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 and you're in New York, and I'm not going to rub it in. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Mm. I'm not the type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, right, Mandy? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to rub it in. But, but you know what it's like. You know, like, you know that here is, man, the cost of living is awesome. Whatever. You, what, who needs what, space in a, in a two-car garage? Who needs that? <laughs> garage. Like, you know, like, my, like my, my, my bathroom is, is, is the size of, of my old apartment. You know what I'm saying? You know. It's like, who, 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 backyard? I mean, right? I mean, can't be the backyard, do they? I really think that's overrated. Who cares <laughs> that your house is half as much as mine and three times as big? <laughs> I don't. I made my choices and I'm <laughs> so happy with them. <laughs> but the South Oak, whenever, whenever, and, and if you, and if you want me to have the talk, you know, I'm. You know, I could. I could talk to your husband, and we could. You know, we could kind of figure something out. I'm saying because I've been saying I'm married to a New Yorker. He's not going to move. But look at you. You're as New York as they come. I mean, as New York as they come. Harlem, <laughs> born and raised, 129th Street, Eighth Avenue. Od, I say, I say all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, yeah, I'm New York as they come. But I think that you know, and and I'm a, I'm gonna tell you the secret. What 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 you what what you have to do is y- y'all got to just come down here, just sneak, you know, just sneak down here, just come visit your family, do something. We got married down uh, there. That didn't work. But here's what um, it comes down to. Here's the truth, child care. So his mother is here and she, you know, they're going to be the primary grandparents. So I think when you're having, it's like you you, you and your wife stayed close to home when you had a kid. I, and I, I think a lot of people like young couples are thinking the same thing. So for me, it's, I would save money by moving to the A, but I'm not dropping my kids off at my dad's house. Are you kidding me? They're going to die. Right. <laughs> 
Like, I'm trying to live up here where they have, you know, the Dominican grandmother of their dream. Abuelita, yes. Abuelita, yes, yes, yes. So I'm going to save on childcare by staying here. But I get, you know, it's, you know, you have to balance those things. But you bring up a really good point about the fact that a lot of people, if you're working remotely, you can work from anywhere. Um, And, you know, I'm not in that situation right now, but there's people on my team who work remote and the opportunities are, are out there for people who work remote, especially in this job market. I feel like a lot of employers are having to bend their own traditions or rules to, to, to give, you know, let people be independent, location independent, because the market is so hot and it's hard to find people for jobs today. Right. No, absolutely. I think that's a great point. And then when you think about it, you know, you, you know, the, the money that uh, you have to command could be different if you go to a place where the, the co- you know, cost of living is lower. Right. So someone, you know, from, from an employer's perspective, you know, having that flexibility, allowing, you know, employees to work remotely. But then also, if that employee understands, you know, you know, do I have to be in in a in a major metropolitan city? Do I have to spend, you know, the, this this money uh, to live? And you know that 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 also uh, you know allows that flexibility as well. If you can look back, I mean, is there anything that you would change and, and do differently, or you're like that the end totally justified the means? No, and, and definitely justifies the means. Uh, the one the one thing I I always say. Um, is that the good, the bad, and the ugly all work in your favor. Um, and so sometimes when, you know, I, I don't believe in negative and positive, like negative things happening to you, because I think that as long as you have breath in your body, uh, you're, you know, you, you always have a, 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 you know, opportunity to do, do things different. Um, and everything just serves as a lesson. And so for me, I, you know, you know, you know, yes, somebody would have been like, man, you know, maybe I would have done this differently. But if you think about it, you know, honestly, if I would have never thrown myself that, you know, that 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 retirement party, if I never uh, decided to, you know, quit my job cold turkey, I would have never, you know, fell back, you know, fell behind in 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 my mortgage. Uh, you know, I would have never had that that uh, loan re- remodification, and that loan re- uh, remodification is what led to, you know, my my home increasing in value that also allowed me to sell the home and, and walk away uh, with, with some money in hand and be able to purchase another home uh, for half the price, triple the size. Um, and so all of that, it was all it, it, it was all a sequence. And so if I took any of that back, if I just said, man, I wish this, this didn't happen and I changed anything about it, I would probably still be in New York. I would probably still be in the same home. Um, but instead, you know, I was, I was given a, a new opportunity. Uh, and, and, you know, more importantly than me, cause I was, I was fine in New York, but I think, um, you know, now, you know, you know, watching my wife happy because she has family down here. I mean, she always wanted to be here. You know, my daughter, she's 10 now, you know, she loves her school. She's the New York girl. So she's like real popular, you know, <laughs> yep. real popular in school. She loves it. You know, my, my, my son, you know, he's three now. Um, and, and he, you know, he's, he has a lot of energy. He's and a so New York have- toddler. Yeah, you know, and so now he, you know, now he has a lot of energy. He's able to run and 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 enjoy himself. And so I think that, um, you know, all all, all lessons um, are blessings. And so I, I definitely wouldn't change anything. Um, and and I'm happy that things happened exactly the way they did. All lessons are blessings. I love people who can speak in bumper stickers. Yes, that <laughs> you're is good Ash, at that. Ash. that is yes, Ash. yes, yes. Ash, what is what is your 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 full name? Ash is short for. No, it's just Ash. Ash Exantis. Uh, so, oh, your your middle name is Exantis. 
No, my last name is Exantis, and my first name is Ash. It's just Ash. Really? Like on your birthday? Yeah, yeah. So my so my parents so my parents are from uh, from Haiti. So I'm Haitian. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so so Ash is a uh, is a Haitian name, uh, which 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 uh, legend tells it that I'm named after the water boy. So so there was a water boy uh, in Haiti uh, that my mom, you know, my mom, it was my mom's water boy. I mean, his name was Ash, and that's you know that wound up being my name. Um, Must have been some good water. No, exactly. Now, now, now that I say that out loud, I'm like, <laughs> did he save you from drowning or something? I'm like, hey, cop, it's, it's, are you really, are you really my dad? Or, or, or? Oh my I was like, oh, okay. What well, boy? boy? Hold on. Now, now that I say it out loud, it might, it might be something to that. But uh, listen, parents lie. You should know. You have two kids. Don't you lie? <laughs> right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Well, tell oh tell the Brown Ambition fam where they can find you, Ash, online yes. on the social. Let them know. Yes, so you can uh, go to my website, IamAshCash.com. Uh, you can follow me on all social media platforms, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, the same handle, I am Ash Cash, and I'm very active. So you can find me either on the website or or on social media. Okay, Ash. Yes, he. You are consistent through and through. I am a testament to your heart and soul, and you really do just pour in to the people that you serve. So Atlanta is really lucky to have you. Uh, thank you so much. No, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show, Ash. Thank you, Mandy. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listeners, for, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm very loud and, and yelling and stuff, so thank you for... Uh, <laughs> I know. Is your <laughs> wife like, shut up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's like the total opposite. So she's like very calm and, you know, mild-mannered. But yeah, I'm like the, the big outgoing guy. Uh, so thank you, listeners, for, for, for dealing with me. But, you know, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Oh. Yes, New York stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to imagine if you and Tiff were both co-hosts. Oof. Oh, oh my God. No, Andy, me, I had Ash on inside the Literature Academy. Man. Ask the expert. Yo, that fire. That, yo, I literally, I think I fell asleep at the computer afterwards. I expended so much energy. More fire. <laughs> more was, fire. It was, but honestly, it's like the number one Ask the Expert. Everyone loves that one. Um, that session. It was so much. I think, I mean, I can't even watch the whole way through because it's exhausting, <laughs> but in, in an awesome way. So yeah, no, it would be, yo, know, <laughs> it would just be yelling back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.